Hello, and welcome to the Out on a Limb podcast. My name is Tom Jensen, and this time we are talking about wow factor once again, but we're talking about the wow factor as it fits to the holidays. This is Deborah, one of our uh, great designers that we have here at Vandehuis, and she's going to help answer some questions today about how you make these and uh, the things that go into it when we're talking about reeds. Um, obviously, you've got a big mix here of different greens. There's spruce, there's pine, there's arborvitae, there's some florist greens. Uh, does the mix make a difference? Well, hi, Tom. Yes, it does. What we're going to do today is we're going to demonstrate on our wreath machine how we make a wreath. Well, we're also going to have many ways that uh, you might be able to make wreaths yourself, too. And that is through our class program. Just wanted to mention that as we get into this here, that we're going to have a variety of classes starting in November, running through December for wreath making, centerpiece making, and with wreaths, there's a number of ways you can do it. One is if you want to hand tie your own wreath, kind of like what Deborah has through making these bundles here, we're offering those classes. We are also this year offering wreath decorating classes where there will be a pre-made wreath, probably made on this machine right here, maybe by Deborah as well, and then you decorate it as part of the class. And in addition, we're going to also be having classes on centerpieces and other places how you can use fresh greens and materials. But back to this wreath that's kind of happening here. Um, what are you doing there as you put it all together in your hands? Well, the important thing to do is make a bouquet, as they call it. So we're taking a variety of our greens and we're taking a larger piece for the back we pick smaller pieces for the front, and you make a bouquet. And the fan is very important to get the fan in your wreath. Now here we're just pulling some varieties. Can you make that bouquet too large or too small, or, or is it kind of to taste? No, it's basically to taste, you're right. So now we have a collection of different types of greens, fresh cut. You can also add um, a variety of um, greens from, um, from your florist. Okay. And then we take it. Now this is our machine, but this is called a crimper. Correct. And it's what many people use in the commercial industry so you don't kill your hands. Correct. How long would it take you with this crimper to make a wreath of this size? 20 minutes. So it's, it's a quick thing if you happen to have one of these. It is, here. but the process, the labor truly is collecting and also cutting to size. Okay. So I spent at least a half hour cutting and, and laying out all the greens. Okay. And so now I'm going to put the bouquet into the wreath, making sure it has um, a nice look. And then you step down and you crimp your bouquet. So these wires that we're looking at here, actually this machine just bends it right over and holds it into place. Right, and these are your wires. And wow. they come in many different sizes. 
You could try doing that at home, I would guess, with the pliers or, or something. Well, like you would that, need a hammer. A hammer would would do it mm -hmm. if you didn't have one of these right. fancy machines. Well, let's say you have now gone all the way around. We'll, let, we'll have you put one more on here to see it. Okay. But once you've gone all the way around, what is some simple advice for decorating? Well, How do you make this have a wow factor? You need a hot glue gun okay. or, a, or a hot, or what do you call them, the melting pots, right? <laughs> okay, yep. And then this way you would go and you'd get your berries and you would either use a hot glue gun or your melting pot and you would stick your application of your ornaments into your wreath. So you really are, are gluing them in place in a Correct. way that would be permanent. This can, this can take the outdoors, obviously. Right. But and it these, also could be used indoors if you chose, right? Correct. And these are waterproof uh, berries, okay. which we choose in our industry here. And there are non there waterproof is. berries, mm -hmm. so there is a difference? Right. The non-waterproof will basically explode, where these are absolutely not. They're just wonderful for outside. Just that So simple. now look at that, how just simple that, that simple. was. Now, if you wanted to add um, a bowl, let's say, okay, is there any great, I mean, I can't tie one for the life of me, but does the bowl go on the top? Does it go on the bottom? How do you make that decision? Well, normally, I wouldn't, I would put my bow on the top like this. So this one was hand tied. Then you can take something that has a little New Year's look to it or a little sparkle holiday, a little more modern look, and you would attach it like so, which gives it another look. So your ribbon can change and it could just, it makes your decorative appearances um, change your decor. How cool. So you could technically change that bow out for Thanksgiving, if you put this up early, because this would be kind of an all sure. season. Just like our fall race, we use yeah. um, pheasant feathers. Yeah, so and that is so cool. Right, and then after holiday, you take your Christmas bow off, and you take um, uh, New Year's blowers mm -hmm. and little plastic champagne glasses, and you can make a New Year's wreath. How long would you expect a fresh wreath to last in a, a normal home? If you put it, can you do you get outside bow, uh, inside? Three weeks. Three weeks inside. Outside, it could last almost two months through the, mm -hmm. two months through the winter. Mm -hmm. Oh, wonderful. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us here and showing us how we do this. Uh, if you come and attend classes, you'll get to meet Deborah personally and get to know more of her insights on how this all works. Uh, it's time to uh, stop this part before we start getting into a circular discussion. And we're going to be sending it back to... Uh, uh, what's his name? Todd, yes, in the uh, studio. Hi there. Thanks again for joining us on the Landscaping Out on a Limb podcast. I'm Todd Trueblood from the Vanda High Company. With me again today is Tom Jensen, our industry expert and another member of the Vanda High Company. You got it. How are we, Tom? I'm doing wonderful. Yourself? Not too bad. We oh. haven't done this for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We've had some some uh, other people subbing in. Yeah, exactly. Got to spread the wealth a little bit. So. I don't mind that at all. Um, but I think the last time we talked, we were talking about the wow factor and Correct. what that means in the landscaping. Uh, and then we're coming around to another time of year when that uh, comes into effect. Well, the holidays, of course, are right around the corner. That may mean... Uh, Thanksgiving that may mean uh, 
Hanukkah, that may mean Christmas, whatever the holidays are for you. But in most cases, you're right, there is some type of decorating or involvement around that creates new wows, either outside or inside the house. Yep. When I was a kid, it was pretty much uh, one string of lights along the, the roof line. And, uh, uh, remember the old tinsel that used to throw on trees and make them look all shaggy and Boy, the 70s were a wonderful time, weren't they? Taking the tinsel off was the problem because <laughs> my mother would want to save it from year after year instead of buy new. Very frugal Christmas. but I'm sure it cost 99 cents, too. Uh, which was a lot back then. Yeah, but you're right. The outside of the house was either the roof line if you had a big enough ladder. And if you didn't have that, it was your set of front windows in the front door. Yep. And yep. it was only those big, old-fashioned... I think they call them C9 bulbs now with three colors, you know, red, white, blue, and green or something. So very, very different than what we have today. That's four colors, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I'm with you. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. White's not a color. We'll agree to disagree. Um, But now, today, there's a lot more involved in, in creating the wow factor when it comes to the holidays. Well, people's... Tastes have changed, which is maybe part of it, or uh, just the industry, if you would, has changed. So much has changed since they have created LED lighting. Right. It, it really is a revolution for what people can do during Christmas. You know, again, thinking back, we had the, when mini lights came out, and we thought the world was fabulous because you didn't have the big clunkers on the tree anymore. Yep. And, and then... then yeah, one then, one light goes out, and they all go out yeah, invention. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah. And then that followed up with uh, icicle lights, which were just the biggest thing in, in probably the 80s, I'd say. That was a big step going to it. And, um, again, then trying to make the colors right. Blue was not existent early on because right. uh, there's something in the blue color that uh, right. yep. makes it right. And then the original LEDs were all that very bright, cool white, which most people didn't like because yeah. they were used to seeing the yellow tones of your incandescent bulbs. Yep. And it took two or three years for the industry to catch up and create all the warm white lights. And now it's lights that change regularly, systems that you can uh, adapt to music, systems where you literally can pick a color for every individual bulb at a certain time. Uh, you just wonder what the future is going to bring. Yep, yep. It's, technology's done wonderful things in the last 30, 40 years. Sure has. So, uh, but uh, also the timing of, of this type of wow factor is getting, has, has come earlier and earlier. Well, at least I think so, yeah. and I, I hope you agree. Um, again, going back to when we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't remember you, it. No, I can, actually. Um, You didn't think about Christmas until the turkey was put away and you had the leftovers. I mean, the stores didn't have it. The music didn't start playing. It just, it it was the period from maybe middle November, and it ran through all of December. And then with the 12 days of Christmas, which takes you into the early part of January, Christmas ran well into January. I I went to a private school, church school, but we had off into the first or second week of January. You know, nowadays the kids are back the day after New Year's. So there's been a shift in how long people want to create this wow or decorate for the uh, holidays. 
and uh, exactly what they're looking for. Thanksgiving has become something you incorporate into Christmas now. Yeah, and it, w- it was a tough thing for, for us older folks to get used to as far as Christmas coming earlier and earlier. And, you know, obviously a lot of that had to do with the, the uh, merchandising and marketing of Christmas uh, and the holidays in general. And the earlier that, peop- that the stores would get things out, the more readily people would buy them and you know, so on and so on. It would creep by holiday. You yeah. know, all of a sudden it was up just before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then it crept to, oh, my goodness, it's up near Halloween. And, and I'm not talking craft stores where you have to get started early. Right. This was the the gift shop where all you do is walk in and pick it off, but it looked like Christmas already. Yeah. So, and and now yeah. we're we're being, we're in front of Halloween in a lot of cases. A lot of stores are putting out their 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 item their Christmas items before Halloween, and we we are now getting used to that. And a lot of that is 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 a good thing. That's uh, uh, generating the 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 wow for for people's homes. Uh, early as possible and, and it's a little easier to modify from one seat or one holiday to the next too Absolutely. they can do halloween and then thanksgiving and christmas and blend it all together pretty easily next it'll be labor day <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that would look like i red white not, and blue i guess i'm not sure how you do that but somehow it'll it'll flow directly into it you're right the like we said the uh the light display when we were young was pretty much the roof line and there's so much more to it now uh, with double wrapping of trees and more, you know, we can do a lot more when it comes to uh, lighting and decorating and on homes. Well, it's uh, any drive around town now. It's uh, anyone who's serious on it. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. Who can do the most lights? Who can do the most out out there thing in the world? And uh, that brings us back just to go back to that discussion we had a few months ago about wow factor when we talked about that wow factor which was more about landscaping quite frankly we came to the conclusion between you and i that's that less is more Mm -hmm. in many instances however it seems to flip-flop when you get to the holidays when more is better now that's a personal choice but that is true if you're ever going to take your focal points and your highlights and have as many as you could it's the holidays that you can get away with it. A lot of that too, even though we may be doing more, uh, we're doing it a lot better. It used to be that you know, you'd take the lights and you'd just basically walk around the tree three or four times and string it as high as you could get it. And boy, I'd love the trees that were uh, lit halfway up. So during the day, the tree would be you know, 30 feet tall and then and you'd turn the lights on at night and they'd go up about 15 feet. It was uh, as tall as your ladder was. Yeah, as far as you could reach. <laughs> uh, but now uh, we're putting a lot more effort into it. Companies like ours are are doing this as a service to clients, and we're we're we can reach the entire tree. We can uh, double wrap, like we call what we say double well, wrapping. We call it double wrapping, right? right. And it uh, gives a much deeper, much nicer look to the tree. And I'm not sure what came first, if it was the homeowners looking for it or commercial sites, but the best examples are some of the things that we just think of when we think of Christmas, maybe a trip down State Street in Chicago. Chicago yep. Every tree is wrapped to within an inch of its life. Yep. And what we mean by double wrapping is you physically will start up the trunk, you reach a branch, you then wrap around the trunk out to the extreme. You may not get to the tip if it can't support it. Mm-hmm. And then you wrap back again to the trunk and move to the next branch and so on it literally exposes the skeleton of the tree 
So you've taken the tree's natural outline and lit as much as you possibly can. Um, you don't see the cords. Nope. Um, you oftentimes don't see the lights unless they're on. So if uh, you're someone who takes their decorations down at Easter, it <laughs> isn't quite as bad. I had an aunt who did that, just so you know. Um, there, it, it can be out there and not be too offensive to many people. Um, the only thing you have to remember with double wrapping is you've just wrapped a tree like a mummy. So you do have to take it off. You've got to take it off, yeah. It's not going to be good for the tree if it starts to grow with that in place. But, right. but as far as the, the display and the, the wow factor of it, it really it knocks you out. It, when that tree is lit, exactly. it glows, and you really get a nice, uh, nice presentation. Well, and you see a tree. Yeah, you right. don't see a trunk. You don't right. see half the tree. Or you don't, uh, if you just lit the outside of it, you don't see a gumdrop. You see exactly the whole tree. It's another one of my favorites was, was just wrapping the tr the trunk with lights all the way up to where the branches yes. start, and then, then you're done. That was I never got that one. I don't understand that. Still happens today. Yeah, if you look, I'm they sure. make trunk lights too nowadays, yeah. where you just have one set of lights that yeah. uh, go on it. The other thing, though, with the the double wrapping is it was extremely hard to do before we had in uh, LED lights. Right. Yep. You can put six seven hundred six seven thousand lights on a big tree one of our clients was averaging eight to ten thousand lights on his uh, two trees in front of the house and mm -hmm. that's each mm -hmm. and we constantly had problems with blowing circuits we worked with his electrician to, to put dedicated lines in as soon as we got to led where you could just string an almost uh, uncountable numbers of sets together and not pull the electricity it just made it so much easier and less complicated for us as well as the homeowner yeah technology's done well for us again because led lights mean that we don't have as we don't use as much electricity they they burn without as much heat they're just they're just uh, wonderful things for the environment oh, and exactly. for the 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 wow factor well, and the other thing you can do is actually, uh, which you couldn't do with the one one goes out, they all go out strings, right, yep. is you can custom cut their length. True. Yep. Uh, so oftentimes we have seen the um, home done, or when we're talking when we grew up, where you needed 20 lights, but 25 came in the package. So if you did the roof line, you simply had five lights hanging down off the end of the gutter for no reason at all. Or where do I put these other five lights? Yeah, my dad used to tuck them in the rain gutter, so you couldn't see. So those. you couldn't. Yeah. Well, you see now there's a creative way of doing it. A lot of people in my neighborhood just let them be. You know, yep. uh, now you can custom cut the lights to exactly what you need, so that we used uh, the term they had pigtails was just what I always called it, but the pigtails disappear, and it's such a clean crisp representation of a roof line of your home it's more the traditional gingerbread house where everything is just neat and sharp and looks good and quite frankly you could keep up past the holiday season as more of a winter display yep and many and people do that another uh factor that that's come in popularity over the last you know maybe 10 years or so is for those people who are not necessarily light display people is to do a an elegant, nice, uh, almost a floral display uh, at the front porch or the, the oh, entry yeah. to the home uh, with you know an upgrade of their their maybe their summer annuals pulling those 
doing some things with greenery, birch, red twig, uh, dogwood, some uh, uh, bows, and mm-hmm. creating a holiday display that is not based on lights, but it's still very uh, green and very elegant, and then can be converted to a winter display after the after the holidays are passed. Just take the Christmassy or holiday type mm-hmm. uh, uh, pieces out of there and, and just get it through for the rest of the winter. It's taken the wall factor and taken it from your entire landscape and brought it right down to the front door, which is always in any situation what you want to highlight first or bring people's attention to. Especially it, with, you know, we're in Wisconsin, so we're going to get 50 inches of snow every year and uh, not everybody wants to, you know, can't even see beyond the front door. You just, all you can do is plow that path to the front door and you've got to have something there for the people who do show up during the winter. Well, and again, if you've done it with containers or greenery, they're easy to move. You literally could pick it up and put it in the garage if you didn't want it there, where your display in the lawn is frozen in until April, no matter what you want to do. So if you've got Merry Christmas written in your front yard and we have a normal year, you have Merry Christmas written in your front yard until the snow melts. Yeah. Now, last year, that was April. You know, yep. you just can't do anything about it. So functioning on something as simple as the front door or your sidewalk and limiting what you do, and even like you mentioned, think out of the box that it's not just lights upon lights upon lights. It can be greenery. It can be decorative items. Um, that's why we have a designer on staff who uh, meets with people looking for that effect and comes up with a program, and frankly, it can develop into a program that just gets swapped out over four seasons. Yeah, it's true. Last question. What, yes. do, you do, what do you do at your place? Um, very little on the outside. Uh, my wife always wants one tree to get wrapped that is extremely large. We just <laughs> have never pulled it off yet. Um, so we do that, but the inside looks like Santa threw up. <laughs> Well, uh, on that note, uh, we'll maybe should come up with something a little bit better uh, for the outside. So you have a wow factor that leads you into the wow factor inside. It's a Dickens of a season, isn't it? Oh, my. I knew he was going to do that. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, We'll see you next time.